Hi, I'm Wendy Bright Fallon. And I'm Debbie Peterson. You're listening to Nourish Noshes, stories about real people, real food, and real life. We're integrative health counselors on a quest to make the world a healthier place. So glad you've joined us. So tell me, what do you crave? What foods do you crave? Well, it's almost always something sweet. But after meals, like lunch and dinner usually, I want chocolate. I always want chocolate. But I know it's not a real craving. Like I know I don't need it. Right. Well, let's talk about the difference between cravings, needs, and habits, and stories. Yeah. It's all kind of wrapped up and sometimes... I think we forget that a craving is sometimes a story or just a habit that we've gotten into. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. I'm Debbie. And I'm Wendy. Welcome to our podcast. We're so glad you've joined us. And I wonder how many other people out there actually love chocolate after meals. <laughs> I think it's a pretty popular one. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think the craving of something sweet after a meal is probably pretty common. Because I grew up having dessert after dinners. You know, that's what we did. We had something sweet after a meal. And I think my brain's just programmed to have that. You know, but it's weird because I did too, but somehow I don't anymore. Interesting. And I don't know. I, I mean, it's that's just curious to me. It is. It's very yeah. curious. But I think sometimes I do. Sometimes I crave salt. Mm. I, I like a good salty chip or something like that. Right. And so I never crave salt. So... That's so we're curious. all different. We are. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not really, though, a podcast about craving nutrients or missing nutrients in our diet. What we really want to talk about are emotional cravings right. in which we often turn to food to, to self-soothe or to comfort ourselves. But the point I was going to say, we're, we don't want to talk about cravings that happen every every so often for, say, something savory or, like you said, once in a while having a salt craving, like you were saying. Those are, those are more nutrient ways, things that our body's trying to balance itself. So we want to talk about the habitual cravings that happen over and over again that aren't really related to something that we need. Right. But usually it's not about balance, it's about unbalance. I think the other thing about cravings is that we turn to food to fill a void often. And when that, that void is is more an emotional void, it's the, I'm not getting the respect, I'm not getting the love, I'm not getting the attention, I'm not getting the recognition, or say I had a super stressful day in the mm-hmm. office, or my kid did this, or my husband did this, or my partner did this, and therefore I will treat myself to... Right. And we crave instant satisfaction Right. And food delivers. Right. We crave that dopamine rush. That's right. Yep. But we want to talk about ways to, you know, we want to identify these, but we also want to talk about a couple of ways to interrupt that knee-jerk reaction that we turn, we just run to the kitchen or run to the refrigerator. Right. Right. And that's, that's exactly it. Is, is the first step is awareness. Yeah. So we always need to become aware of our craving instead of just kind of blindly following it. I want sweet. I'm going to get sweet. I'm going to eat sweet. And then you eat it. It's more like, Oh, I want sweet. Okay. Why do I want sweet? Am I hungry? Um, what's going on with me right now that I really want sweet. You know, so it's, it's stopping and pausing and having that awareness. And that is where choice comes in is in the pause. Yeah. Yeah. And so we want to encourage you to reclaim your choice because it doesn't have to be that 
after every dinner we have sweets. Exactly. We have a choice. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And part of this choice is, is in that pause, I should say, is where what we call deconstructing your craving happens. Mm -hmm. So that's a tool that we use with clients when they come in and they have certain cravings and we want to kind of get down to the bottom of it, usually because cravings are for foods that aren't necessarily serving you well. So I want to give an example of that. Yeah, let's, let's share some examples. Early on in my nutrition career, I had a client who drank diet Pepsi often. And it was an everyday thing, maybe more than one. And she knew it wasn't good for her. She knew it had neurotoxins in it. She knew that there's nothing good about drinking Diet Pepsi, but she loved her Diet Pepsi. And we talked about, okay, what what is it about this Diet Pepsi that you love? So you get that craving right away, and it usually was the same time every day. What do you have that expectation of when you think, I want that Diet Pepsi? And I said, take me through your thought process right now. So I had her talk about what it would mean to have that Diet Pepsi in her hand, that first sip of it, what what was it in that first sip? Was it the flavor of it, sort of that caramelly type thing? Was it the sweetness of it? Was, was it the bubble parts of it? And once she kind of broke it down, it turned out it was mostly the bubbles that she was really enjoying. It was the bubbles. And I said, what about bubbles? What is it about bubbles? And she said, they're just happy, joyful things. They just lift me up. <laughs> I said, yeah, they are. Bubbles are they like do. that. Right. Yeah. So, and they tickle your nose. And they're like a, a, a very interesting sensation in the is. body. It very much is. So then yeah. once we identified that, and of course we know we can get bubbles from perfectly healthy drinks as well, it became less interesting to her. So she was able to let go of Diet Pepsi. It was, didn't happen in that moment. You know, she still had a couple weeks probably of getting used to not having it. But as of right now, and this is, I think, seven years later, she has not had Diet Pepsi in years. So that deconstructed her. Right. And the only reason I have this story is because she got back to me saying, I haven't had a Diet Pepsi since blah, blah, blah. And all it took was that deconstructing practice for her to understand what that was. Yeah. So for her, it was the bubbles and it was the happiness and that sort of thing. And so uh, I have a story about a client who just, she had to have ice cream every night. And we tracked her pattern back to getting ice cream when she was in high school at night from her mom, when her mom felt sad for her about not having good connections at school oh. or not feeling. And so it was kind of her reward. It was kind of like a, this is pleasurable and you've had a really rough day at school. And so every night and they would change up the different kind of ice creams and they would go shopping together for them. And it was a real beautiful experience that she, it was a happy experience right. that she was connecting with her mom, etc. And so she continued to have ice cream, you know, in every her, night, every <laughs> single night in her adulthood. And, you know, so we had some really healthy conversations about quality and quantity, but we also deconstructed that she had this loneliness and this, you know, sadness for not having that experience anymore with her mother. And so that was, that was pretty profound. Yeah. You know, so idea. the ice cream triggered comfort for her. It did. Happiness and comfort. Happiness and comfort. Right. And so one of the things that you and I do with clients is help clients, if it's this happiness, if it's this joy, if, if you're feeling like that's missing in your life or you're turning to food to get that, what are some other things in life that could bring sweetness into your life? Mm -hmm. If it's for sweet foods, what, what else really creates that harmony or happiness or joy 
Right. That dopamine it, rush. That, yeah. What what could it be instead of food? So dancing to music, mm-hmm. petting your animal, right. walking in nature, talking to a friend on the phone, being with someone that you really care about, going for a walk or just moving your body. Yeah, simply moving your body will do it. That's right. I think that's a big one for a lot of people about just kind of being stuck in a certain place for a certain amount of time. Maybe it's working or writing or reading, and it's just kind of going to the kitchen is almost like a default just to change get rooms your, right. or to get your body moving. To get your body moving, you right. autopilot to right. the kitchen, but maybe you go outside instead. Yeah. Or maybe it is doing something creative because you haven't been doing something creative. So maybe it's drawing or coloring or writing a poem, whatever it is, that'll get your brain kind of moving in a good direction. That Different direction. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a diversion. And a dopamine rush. For sure. Yeah. So that's so it's a matter of if targeting what it is you're craving, what it is that you, if you're craving, and it's not an appropriate craving because it's not about nutrients or something that your diet's lacking. Right. And you're not truly hungry. Right. Yeah, because usually you're right. When we have these cravings, you're not hungry. Almost always when I have a sweet craving, it's, I am not hungry. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. usually because I just ate. Right. So so we have to, it's that lizard brain. You know, we mm, have to realize, yes. recognize that we have our lizard brain, it's just like the puppies with the, the Pavlov dog with the bell. They yeah. associate the bell with food because we they were trained to do that. So we associate an experience with certain food for that wonderful feeling. So we encourage you to experiment and pause and question and be curious and maybe make a list of what would self-care and healthy and makes you feel great. Right. That your future self would be really happy with. That's right. (laughs) So we'd love to hear from you. So if you have a list of ideas that have worked for you or something that just popped up for you, please share with us. If you uh, take on this challenge of writing some things down, we'd love to hear your experiences or, you know, if something pops up in your mind and you try it and it worked really well for you, we'd love to to hear from you. Please comment. That's right. We love your comments. And we would love to have you review on our podcast if you use iTunes or whatever platform you use. The more reviews we get, the more listeners we have. That's right. And another idea is maybe share it with a really dear friend of yours and compare notes and get that community connection going too. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Bright-Ballon. And I'm Debbie Peterson. Join us next time for more of Nourish Noshes. Continue the conversation about real people, real food, and real results on our Facebook page, Nourish Cookbook. Be well. Be well.